join me in the prayer for illumination. Holy wisdom, we ask that your spirit would guide us in meditation on your word, that we might be led more deeply into knowledge of you and love for all your creatures and creations. In Christ we pray, amen. The scripture reading today is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the scribes came near and heard them arguing with one another, and seeing that Jesus answered them well, the scribe asked him, which commandment is first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then the scribe said to Jesus, you are right, teacher. You have truly said that God is one, and besides God, there is no other. And to love Yahweh with all the heart, and with all the understanding, and with all the strength, and to love one's neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than all the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that the scribe answered wisely, he said, you are not far from the kingdom of God. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So one of the things that I joke about perhaps too much is time and mainly how I wish like magic we could create more of it. I remember in the fall as I met with staff here at the church and as we planned the Advent worship services, I would often joke about how I really wished that they could create an extra month between the month of November and December. After all, I would have appreciated some extra days leading up to the busy Christmas Eve worship services. And just about any time of the year, you can hear me say, this week, I wish there was an eighth day. Some of you might resonate, and I think this is especially true for those of us who are doers, who measure life by all that we've accomplished and all the things that we've checked off of our long to-do list. Well, for all of the lessons out there on the gift of time, it is a song from the musical Rent that is perhaps my greatest teacher. In a way that only theater can do, Rent tells a powerful story that culminates in a song, Seasons of Love. And as that song sings, we are told that on any given year, we are given 525,600 minutes and I think of all those minutes and all that can be accomplished, sweeping out from underneath the couch and organizing your sock drawer, cleaning out the pantry. The song goes on to sing 525,600 moments so dear. And those words just about take my breath away, can even take me to my knees as I consider what it is that I am doing with my precious gift of time. Now, of course, certainly there are things that we need to do in our personal life and in our work life, things to get done in the communities in which we live and serve. And sometimes it's not a bad idea to clean out from underneath the couch. But this song, Seasons of Love, is a call to measure time, 
not through the lens of our culture's fast-paced living with our chronic to-do lists, but instead to measure time through the lens of love. It is a call to value the sacredness of relationships. Yes, doing and getting things done is sometimes important, but if we're honest, sometimes our doing can become so mindless that it is disconnected from the call of love. I know this happens to me at times when I'm in autopilot and I have a really busy day and I'm not fully present to the people that are in front of me. I can hear them talking, but to be honest, I'm sometimes thinking of what I'm gonna say next or what I need to do later in the day. And then sure, we all need some downtime to just relax and chill. But you know, when we consistently find ourselves wasting a lot of time scrolling on our devices mindlessly, when we land on those articles and websites at night that have headings like um, 12 childhood celebrities and where are they now, then our use of time might be a little disconnected from the call to love. Measuring time through the lens of love echoes the words of Jesus who gave us the greatest commandment, to love God, neighbor, and self. Now the love that Jesus is teaching about here is no lighthearted, sappy, hallmark kind of love that we sometimes see on display at this time of the year. There's nothing wrong with that kind of love and it certainly has its place. But the love that Jesus is teaching about here in Greek is called agape. And agape is much more than a feeling. It's a love that is directed beyond oneself in service to others. This love is love on behalf of the common good. This is the love that Jesus himself embodied as he found himself in community with persons on the margins of society, reminding them that no matter what other people said, they are children of sacred worth too. This is the love that called Jesus to follow in his own mother's footsteps when she sang about God casting the powerful off their thrones. This agape love is the love that wins for all who long to be a part of God's dream for the world. In the Gospel of Matthew, another place where Jesus is talking about the great commandments of love, he goes on to say this, on these commandments hang all the prophets and the law. In other words, in the end, love has the upper hand. And sometimes the rules have to be broken for the sake of love. To say that love wins or in the end it's all about love is not fluff, far from it. This is a call to faithful action and social consciousness that you know and live so well. We hear a lot right now in the news about some leaders who want to quote unquote protect children and teenagers from certain books. They wanna ban them because of their scandalous teachings. Well, I have got some news for some of those leaders because they might be surprised by some of the things that are in the Bible. And I'm not talking about war and nudity, though there is that, and perhaps that's the subject for another sermon at another time. In all seriousness, Jesus himself taught 
some pretty countercultural things and he said some pretty scandalous things. He called out the evils of an empire that privileges the lives of a few at the expense of the many. He sits at the table with all kinds of people and gets in trouble with it for it. He proclaims a radical turning upside down of the old world order and he does it all for the sake of love. What might it mean for us to measure our moments and our time through the lens of love? To see our days not filled with minutes of getting things done, but mostly to see our days as moments to celebrate love and offer love and perhaps even receive it. The musical Rent is one of the longest running musicals in Broadway. It was. Um, Jonathan Larson wrote it at a very young age, and he was a lifelong New Yorker steeped in theater culture. He worked at a diner on the weekends, and he wrote during the week, and he pretty much lived in poverty while pursuing this dream, his passion for music and the stage. As he imagined what he might compose for theater, Larson realized that his real life experiences of living in New York City in the 1980s, well, that was the greatest source of inspiration for him. Specifically, Larson was keenly aware of the AIDS epidemic. Some of the people he loved most were people who lived with HIV. He had friends who endured the additional trauma of harmful stereotypes associated with HIV AIDS, and Larson knew and loved people who suffered with inadequate medical care, died with little to no blood family around them. So much pain. And out of it, Larson shared a love story. The AIDS crisis is not over. Many still suffer and die while living with AIDS. I will always remember a cousin of mine his name was Mark, who died while living with AIDS. And you might tenderly in your own heart have your own names of people you've known and loved. The experience of the AIDS crisis led Jonathan Larson to see our shared humanity more clearly. It led him to fiercely affirm the dignity of every human life. And so friends today, in this place where we find ourselves, I wonder about this experience of this pandemic called COVID-19. So much heartache and shared loss over these last two years. I wonder what it might look like for us to take such experiences and have them serve as our inspiration, inspiring us to live our days centered in service to one another in the world to, like Larson, see our shared humanity more clearly and to fiercely affirm the dignity of every human life, to see time through the lens of love. If ever there was an opportunity to reevaluate our relationship with time, it is now. And we don't need more minutes. We need more moments. 
moments filled with possibility and hope, moments filled with serving our neighbors, moments filled with thanking healthcare workers and other essential workers, moments filled with gratitude for our teachers and lobbying for better care for them, moments filled with choices made in direction of climate justice, moments filled with care for our own bodies and souls too, moments filled with peacemaking beginning in our own homes. How will we measure our life? How about love? Amen.